What's happening, boys and girls? Austin here with FTM Alerts, and welcome to Phantom Unchained, episode number 18. With me, as always, my wonderful co-host, $24, Justin's Wall, apparently. <laughs> he's not He's not on the show. Oh, there he is. Hi. 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 Welcome. Good to see you. It's all good, man. And Double Sharp, what's happening, buddy? And for the first time that I know of, the lovely OX Buns from Soul Swap and Luxor Money wow. is joining us today. Our first female guest, man. Everyone was like, yo, y'all got to behave your shit while there's a girl on. And uh, we're not going to. Uh, so, you know, just roll with us. It's all good. How y'all doing? How's everybody? How's everybody? Good. Yeah. I'm right, working well. on becoming not tired. We're just like a walking Celsius advertisement every week. Does that have caffeine or what? Like, how does that work? (laughs) It's got caffeine. You know, they. Yeah, this is just like. You can go ahead, Austin. Their claim to fame used to be. This is made like in Boca. I used to live down in that area. Their claim to fame used to be negative calories. And I'm pretty sure the FDA came in and bitch slapped them because it was like a thermogenic <laughs> property. It was like there's 10 calories in it, but we promise you'll burn 15 if you drink this. <laughs> it's like water. Like, I guess water so, is you know, Me, like a dumbass, I totally bought it for that reason. And I've just been. It's I'm, like a potion. I think I'm hooked on the sauce, is what's going on now. So, all right. Well, we got it, dude. We got a lot going on, man. We have a lot going on. But before we get into that, Buns, I love so much that you came on this show. I am a fan of yours. I'm a fan of the work you're doing with Soul Swap. I know that like your community just is in love with you. Can we talk about Buns. what you're doing real quick? Get a little intro and just get the. I just want everything on what you're doing. Yeah. So thank you for the introduction. I'm glad that you're happy that I'm here. Um, I am a developer and also a co-founder of SoulSwap and the founder of Luxor. And Luxor is a or, an Ohm uh, Wonderland Time fork. It's, te- it's technically more so Wonderland Time fork. And um, and if you're not familiar with that, it's essentially it's a it's a reserve asset. It's a currency really that's backed by other cur- by other currencies like Phantom and Dai, and um, that's what gives it its intrinsic value. And as far as SoulSwap goes, SoulSwap is an exchange. And uh, the SoulSwap exchange is uh, designed so that it's able to have cross-chain emissions, and it's primarily designed so that it can uh, be more focused in on using uh, peer-to-peer uh, tools, so like peer-to-peer um, marketplaces like Atomic Swaps that we uh, recently built out, um, an NFT launchpad, ERC20 launchpad. Um, so it's much more than just an exchange. In addition to that, we also just recently rolled out a bonding mechanism. So users are able to uh, bond their uh, bond with LP tokens that they turn over to the treasury and in exchange they're rewarded a uh, soul. And the reason for this is simply because if you haven't read the article that I wrote recently um, on Medium, and if you haven't, you can go there, soulswapfinance.medium.com. And uh, my most recent article was about how the bonding mechanism, what it does is it kind of flips the script on uh, the individuals who are accustomed to going in and having their liquidity that they can go mine and they leave with both what they had mined with their liquidity as well as the underlying reward token in our case, soul. So the way that I've always thought of it is I don't believe in giving something for nothing because then you reduce whatever you're giving to nothing. Um, As such, what uh, I designed was a way to ensure that they don't, uh, that whenever they leave, they leave something else behind. And in this case, the liquidity pool token. Thus far, we've already accumulated um, around 25% of our liquidity. So we own 25% of our deck's liquidity um it hasn't even been a full month yet so so is that like a withdrawal fee 
It's no, not no, no. a withdrawal. It's like Olympus Pro, man. It's yeah. like, you know, they're bonding. Put your yeah. sword away. There's girls on <laughs> here. What are you <laughs> doing, bro? God yeah. damn it, Beavis. Well, happy belated birthday to Beavis. That's my birthday <laughs> present. So, so Beavis, my girlfriend actually, got it for me. I don't know if you remember this, dude. A while back, we were talking about Olympus Pro, and we were talking about mercenary liquidity, and yeah. we talked about Soul Swap because we were talking about various ways that people were maintaining liquidity. And remember, we talked about that Dex that had a withdrawal fee that would uh, decline. It was started at fourteen percent. Yeah. And the withdrawal fee would decline one percent every day for two weeks, basically. Which so jewel? Uh, no, it wasn't jewel. It was it was buns. It was soul swap. Oh, uh, oh shit! Okay. I'm asking you to pull back like 15 weeks ago, which in crypto time is basically like, <laughs> you know, my grandfather. Uh, but but anyhow, and also last week we were talking about uh, the the project that was going to do like the phantom based hackathon to review code. That was also buns. Um, yeah. And what they're doing. So crypto trader, uh, all the early programmers, more than half were women. That's uh, not, you know, it's just now all the programmers are sweaty, so women don't want to hang out in the programming <laughs> department, so they choose other <laughs> paths. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the early programmers were women. So I have a question, Buns, for you. Why does your community love you so much? They do. Uh, it's quite clear. Um, you're one of those like under the radar projects that's slowly gaining steam, but anyone that I know that's in your discord or like talks about you on Twitter, they just seem to adore you. Is that because of like the transparency you do at the town halls or like people actually know you? What's the, what's the deal there? I want to say that it's just because I'm a wonderful person, but it's really because I dedicate everything Maybe. to Soul Swap 100%. And I think that they see that because you can't not see that. Uh, they they request things. I make those changes same day if I can. Um, my philosophy is don't leave till tomorrow. It can be done today. So I don't sleep until what I can do is done. And that level of dedication is rare, unfortunately, but it's what I provide. And that's just what I see as my duty as a leader. Um, and the way that I do leadership and I have, you know, throughout my life is that, you know, it's not about me. It's about my community. It's about what I can do to serve them. And I always insist on the fact that I'm here to serve you. It's not the other way around. You're not like, I don't tell you what to do. You tell me what to do. So I know how to make all of this, what we're building together better. Otherwise, I'm not doing a good job as a leader. And I think that that, that sort of leadership is something that you can't help but miss uh you can't help but uh but love because uh, why wouldn't you uh you would want to have a leader ideally that is that is uh you know transparent of course and communicative and um answerable to any of the the allegations that that may be made or whatever it might be i'm a very strong advocate both for myself and for what i create and what i do for our community and i'll always be uh you know standing up for them and doing whatever i can for them and um you know i just don't really give any room for anyone to be like i'm neglecting um neglecting the project in any way shape or form there's just no argument in that direction i get that sometimes <laughs> do you want to run the, for office you're like neglecting should... the project thing <laughs> we should put you in public office buns i really uh i like the uh the service aspect of that man so i turned on all right side note I, I turned on uh, the opening bell this morning just because I kind of like to watch the stock market for a second to see what the hell Bitcoin's going to do at 930. And they were Is talking Bitcoin about on the stock market. Say what? Is Bitcoin on the stock market? No, but there's a correlation, right? So it matters. Uh, and but what I turned on was was Biden talking about the January 6th thing that happened last year where they they rushed the Capitol. 
And the thought that came to mind, do any of you guys remember the picture of the dude holding Nancy Pelosi's stand where oh, he yeah, was like waving and all the puns that came out, like at least he's taking a stand or, you know, I don't, I don't remember. Dude, I was cracking so up awesome silently to, to myself. <laughs> Dude, it was freaking, it was it was insane. And All right, let's get developers. Whoa, oh, nice. oh she has a yeah, knife too. Kind of... Damn. That's Damn. not a knife, dude. That's a lady. This is actually a, this is actually um <laughs> What? Yeah. It's a machete oh. technically, but you know. Oh, okay. as Levi developers were in a, in a sense robbing the capital. Um okay, oh, before we get God. too sidetracked, I want to say about soul swap. <laughs> Um, I remember seeing it early. Like I, I, I faded it. I'll be honest. I saw a Dex, you know, high missions to start, and I was like, ah. Uh, and then you guys slowly just kept building. Um, the community was there, and you know, you're on D Bank. You're doing a lot of things. So I can't like it. I can't fade it. You, you know. But um, it's pretty. Yeah, dope. you guys what, been around. You guys, done? you guys been around. Yeah, we've been just you know building slowly, doing I mean not building slowly, but you know focusing on building, and then people come and uh, we have paid marketers. Uh, it's just like they're starting this month, so it's like, and that also came from our own pockets because we didn't qualify for the um, phantom grant anymore, so we had to find a way to work around that situation. Uh, so I paid like <laughs> a good chunk of change, like I more than almost more than my car, like on marketing already. Mm -hmm. uh, are you like, paying yeah. Twitter shills or like who are you? No, uh... no, 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 no. Okay, no. all right. I was is it in coins? These people were recommended to me by uh, Crypto Windio, so they're like they're legit. We, we do have those on Phantom. You've never gotten like DM'd and stuff. No. Bro, I get DM'd like crazy, but like who, who, what Twitter accounts can you buy on Facebook? Am I allowed yeah, to this expose is a, this them? Isn't a, can this, I isn't a, this isn't a Twitter shell. This is like to be like on Newsweek magazine, Forbes, those sorts of things. Not like, oh, like uh, the Yahoo Finance ordeal. Like Yahoo Finance. Yeah. Some PR. Okay. That, exactly. Because right. PR is where it's at, uh, you know, whenever it comes to making, like getting the attention of real money. I remember Phantom started doing that uh, maybe last year. Uh, and. Yeah, it didn't seem that effective, to be honest. Like, I feel like the, the DeFi audience, especially the DeFi audience interested in kind of the stuff we're doing, um, like the alt-chain stuff, like, mm -hmm. unless you can buy the token on, like, Coinbase, mm -hmm. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal is to be on Coinbase. Uh, I don't see I don't see that being a problem. Oh, okay. um, and, and, and I definitely, the way that I see it, you know, if I'm going to commit myself to anything, it's always going to be excellence and I'm always going to do my best to make sure we get to where we got to go. Um, yeah. and I just noticed from my experiences that, you know, PR is really the, the right route to go. And, um, if anything, you know, we don't have, we didn't have like VC investors or whatever. We're fully, you know, decentralized and all that, like in the sense that we didn't have like a big pre-sell or, or raise or whatever. Um, so like what this helps to do, it also kind of helps to establish that like authority and that, um, that like legit level of legitimacy that people want to look at because some people just feel comfort more comfortable putting, you know, millions of dollars into a protocol that they've seen on Yahoo Finance versus a protocol that they saw somebody who just recently like just before that tweet they just like maybe pumped uh some scam coin or whatever so it's very different um her about this new coin on gib gab gib gab gib gab dude we gotta go. we gotta get to some topics here hold the hold the phones ladies and gentlemen we gotta start with some market uh talk because some cool shit has been going on lately not with bitcoin not with bitcoin Bitcoin's been like in the pooper, 
But the way that Phantom has been responding in the face of a crappy market has been, I've never seen anything like it personally. So the Fed came out yesterday with hawkish comments. Essentially, they're going to try and, as far as my understanding is, they're going to try and start doing something about this runaway inflation, right? In whatever monetary policy they possibly can, which sent global markets going... Right, the, the stock market felt it. Bitcoin felt it, which being the the biggest, you know, market cap holder in the crypto, and then everything else pretty much felt it as well. But what started to happen? We got to look at this real quick. Here's what happened when we Same got tone. like, yeah, when this actually. So here's the tank, and all of a sudden we rocketed back up. I want to look at us versus Bitcoin because I've never seen this happen before. I've never seen. Bitcoin drop percent and phantom rise versus Bitcoin at the same time. It was very, very telling as to what uh, the market thinks about phantom, the phantom network and pretty much everything happened around phantom yesterday. I don't know. I was extremely fired up watching that happen. Who's got market thoughts? Anyone want I to chime in on this? I think it's just the Daniele thing, to be honest. It's like, uh, that's like... The classic, like the Frog Nation, those are the guys that kind of um, go against the grain a lot of the time. Those are the ones who are maybe not even necessarily acting in their own self-interest, to be honest. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's like any all the all the kind of unhinged market action happening lately. I just attribute to the Andre and Daniele uh, hype that is going on for like what can only be. I mean, like the thing is like. You know, they're creating a token that is 100% for the community, which means no development is going to happen on it. Uh, so um, I, you know. That may is... or may not be true, though. Hold on. That's actually our next topic. So don't, all right, all right, you know, right. don't, don't drop your pants yet. Let's get to that gun. in a second. I think I kind of agree with what Justin just said. But I, I mean, I haven't compared the charts to like what Ethereum and AVAX and wherever, you know, all the the frog nation people come from like is that where some of the, the phantom strength is coming from yeah there's got to be a rotation of capital from from somewhere you know and i think it being a smaller market cap kind of makes it more like it's easier to pump it and to have it like kind of decouple from bitcoin versus like you know let's say binance or or solana or something that has a much larger market cap so you can have these influences that occur like with uh andre Cartier and etc it is some liquid shit coin. I mean, we're all liquid shit coins. Solana went down again, though, so at least Phantom has that going for it. Oh, I mean, it can't really is like people are realizing that like all the so-called like oh it's the future of finance Solana project Solana projects is just like the same group of VCs pumping and dumping on them, and they're starting they're finally starting to get tired of it, which is like yeah, uh, really interesting to see. I got an email to work on Michael Jordan's NFT project on Solana via wow. LinkedIn. Who's Michael Thornton? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Wait, what? Number 23, Solana. baby. I mean, that's, but I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of those. He's alive. A lot of those. He's alive. Uh, <laughs> smoking cigars. Uh, there's like a lot of those type of projects on Solana for some reason. I think yeah, I mean, celebs love Solana. Yeah, Melania Trump released hers. Over they love there. Solana because they, there yeah. are VCs willing to pay them millions of dollars to release shit on there. Yeah, I mean that's oh, yeah. all of those conversations also involve some like FTX and traders and something about VC. Yeah, it's, it's like the 
most insane thing ever. It's like it's it's a forced meme essentially. It's like people paying millions and millions and millions of dollars for adoption and like I'm sure development on there when systems start getting more complex is like a headache just because you don't have all the solidity code. I don't know why they made an EVM chain. Like it's cool like the C and Rust like blockchains like it makes a lot of sense, but it's like they're trying to like go pedal to the metal for some reason. And, uh, eventually they're just going to start getting hacked. Uh, <laughs> like eventually there's just going to be enough code on there that it's worth paying attention to. Um, but yeah, it's like Solana is the most confusing, like it, it is kind of the frog versus suits narrative. It is. That's like a weird narrative, but, uh, you know, dude, what you do, <laughs> all right so look look we do know some things about the andre and danny platform and i want to run through those real quick uh the first thing well i'm calling it platform it oh. is actually going to be a bit of a platform uh and i'll tell you what we know what we first know is it's not going to be your typical token release first one to snipe the contract wins because you're not gonna be able to buy it out the gate. You're gonna to have to earn it. Now, what they mean by earn it, I don't know. It might be in the BitGem style of earning, like you stake something and you get it in return. I'm, If I were to guess, I would say probably MIM, but I don't know that to be true. But there will be uh, an earning mechanism up front to pretty much give everyone equal opportunity to jump in there and get themselves some tokens. The next thing that we know uh, is he, you know, he came out with a tweet this morning and said VE three comma three, right? And so we know we know three comma three uh, has to do with staking and bonding from Ohm, uh, VE being the VE curve model of locking up tokens, right? So here's essentially what is. Did you read the Medium article, Justin? By any chance? I didn't, but I think I can perfectly guess what they're about to do. <clears throat> well, okay. Good. Let me let me. I want to hear your thoughts. Let me tell you what the Medium article said real quick. So, uh, the curve model, obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, that's the same model that in Spirit is the XLQDR is. You you lock tokens up for a certain amount of time, and you get a uh, depreciating token that gives you access to voting on gauges and various certain things. Um, so they're going to be implementing this VE token, uh, supposed model and what's going to happen is the amount of tokens that the amount of the circulating supply that is actually locked will determine the amount of emissions that will be happening so if let's say what he referenced in the medium article is two million tokens are being emitted over however long if 50 percent of the supply is locked in the ve locking then only half of that will be emitted if a hundred percent of circulating supply is locked then zero percent of that will be emitted right now what they're doing that's cool that fubear just mentioned over here in the comments is instead of with the normal ve curve model you are tied to a single wallet right you lock it up that's your wallet that's the only one that, that's going to get it and you can't do multiple time frames for instance if on in spirit i lock for four years i can't get another million spirit and go lock it for two months it's not going to work so what they're going to be doing is issuing these locks in the form of nfts so that you can do multiple lock times under the same account. And as long as you possess that NFT, you've got the goods that comes with it. So that's what I know so far, or at least I think I've ascertained based on the Medium article and what Andre has put out. And something to do with a rock. 
That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I can share. A rock. Solid. A rock. Solid. That's like cool. Solid. Everybody's building the same exact software right now. Like everybody is building like uh, NFT derivatives for assets that uh, like can't easily have ERC twenty derivatives. We're doing that a lot too. of those. I think I mean, there's I'm, this I'm like, doing like, that for like not even DeFi stuff, which is kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's all like uh, you know you've got the Revest guy. We're doing it. We've got software coming out soon. Andre's doing it. It it like makes sense, but uh, now it's like a race to like after we do that, we're working on like building a means to leverage them and take out loans on them, you know, because why else have a derivative like that? So now it's like going to be a race. So that's scary. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool that everybody's kind of on the same page. Um, and like the market is like all moving in the same direction. Well, here, analyzing here's trends. I do think that uh, I don't want to say the entirety of crypto, but I would say a good chunk of crypto has eyes on this right now um, because yeah. Andre and Danny are both very, very well known. And as far as I know, you know, it's going to be great for Phantom. Uh, how how sustainable, what kind of mechanisms they're going to come out with, all that good, happy shit. Who knows? But it's going to be good for Phantom. It's going to put put eyes on our network, which is what we want. Totally. Uh, going back know. to what Beavis said, are they going to be like proactively developing on this? Or is this something that is like, uh, I don't really I know. imagine they'll shit it out and hope it doesn't <laughs> get exploited. And yeah, it's and coming maybe ASAP. community members will submit PRs once in a while. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, but they're they're going to be releasing it very soon, from what I'm gathering. Unless, unless they. I don't. mean, it's ex- it's like super exciting for the network as far as like exposure and traction go. I think like we used to talk about this all the time. Just like if you use Phantom, then it's very likely you'll use Phantom again, just because the UX is so good. So many, so few failed transactions. Everything's so fast. Everything's pretty cheap. Um, uh, everything is done, you know, relatively ethically across the board. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's cool. It's unbelievably fast. Like speaking of soul swap, <laughs> like I was, like, <laughs> I was trading yesterday and I was like, I was like, um, I was just like buying and then like doing multiple buys or whatever. And like, it was so, just so, so fast, like almost instantaneous. And like, I'm amazed. People are like, your exchange is so fast. And I'm like, I mean. Thanks, but also like it's the blockchain. <laughs> like, I mean, if you put the same thing on Ethereum, and it's gonna it's gonna take longer. And um, I think that like what some people really haven't thought of uh, or really thought much about is that like Uniswap is built the way that it's built um, with uh, the type of market making that it is uh, because there aren't mere um, like instantaneous like execution of the trades. But like mm-hmm. since we're getting closer and closer to that, as like the block time is like a lot shorter. Um, in the case of Phantom, there's a lot more flexibility that you have there, and that's not also not to mention like all the flexibility you have just from the the cost of the transactions themselves being so much less. Like the things that I do on Phantom for our projects would be like unbelievable to do on on Ethereum. I mean, I try to like launch the exchange on Ethereum just to like test it out on there, and it was like. Just for one of the, I think it was like the router or the factory, it was like two thousand yeah. dollars, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I could, I could like get fifty heels for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> With the red bottoms. Just say right. 50 kills? <laughs> heels, 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 heels. Oh, heels. I was like, shit. Heels. That's a reference. Yeah. All right. So we got something happening. Speaking of like the, you know, this isn't the VE curve model necessarily. It's not. Uh, but there are some gauges. And, and I, I'm kind of mm. using the word gauges loosely because they follow the same type of thing. Um, but it's a snapshot vote. And it's a snapshot vote to direct 30% of the gens to uh, pools, right? So there's a whole lot of like pools that are available. It's not like only a couple of them are in there. And it's not a direct decentralized type of voting. It's more of, you know, you do it on a snapshot and the team will implement the will of the people, right? Which is cool. Um, but I do think... I have a feeling, right, if this goes well, that Liquid Driver is going to jump in there and start trying to uh, acquire <laughs> F-Beats along with this. Because like anyone that's been around Beethoven or at least taken any time to dive into that team, you know it's going to be a whale. You know it's it's going to be a, a, a real driver of liquidity, no pun intended there. And uh, any thoughts on this? Do you think that this is – like? Are gauges the way to go? Is this the future of what we're looking at for for token emissions? Anyone have any clue? What are gauges? Well, gauges things are... you wear in your ear, but also yeah. uh, uh, it just means voting on where the emissions of a token goes. So, like Spirit oh, Swap like has, you know, you vote on how much spirit goes to each pool, and you know, the more in spirit yeah. you hold, you have like, this is a on bit there? of a misnomer. It's like the curve <clears throat> gauge contract is like. You have like the contract that's actually emitting tokens. You have the end user. The gauge contract is like this tertiary element um, that distributes uh, emissions to the users based on um, how much VE curve they have vested. Um, it's like InSpirit mm -hmm. is doing it. I think Liquid Driver is going down that road. Uh, so um, it is like just snapshot voting it seems like right now um but it seems like they're priming people to uh prepare for like uh you know an actual um set of gauges uh but it's like cool i like i'm not i'm like evil because i don't participate in governance that much um just because i'm busy and i don't like having like a million tabs open and following twitter or whatever but um it does like it gives companies who like need liquidity uh a chance to like noodle in there uh get their communities to buy a bunch of tokens and um like execute on uh things like you know making them at a farm so like soul swap for example um you know uh, we're having trouble gaining market traction or, or visibility we can just instead of say investing in marketing we can just buy a ton of beats tokens, then force them to put a farm up for us, you know? So it's kind of like um, creating an enterprise type expense to give your token a uh, value so that uh, other teams have a reason or other whales have a reason to invest in it. So I think I'm lost now because I thought it was something different. So you're saying like I can, so I can go buy a bunch of beats and have beats have a farm for people who are staking soul for beats or something or <clears throat> no you can no, here, have a farm on beats because beats beethoven is an exchange so you can yeah, just right. have an incentivized uh soul swap farm or similar um or i could make like an incentivized like butt farm um 
But, but what is the input? Shit, what's right? output? I guess that's where I'm confused. So what would I be depositing and what would it be rewarded? You won't be depositing. Look, here's the way that it works, right? If you hold the native token, so it, let's talk about Spirit. This is really the easier way of, of talking about this. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so with Spirit, you lock up <laughs> your Spirit for a predetermined amount of time and you are rewarded something called in spirit, which is a depreciating asset. Meaning if you lock for four years, you get one to one, but then over time you hold less and less in your wallet. It depreciates as you get closer to your unlock time. Okay. The more in spirit you hold, you can allocate those in the form of votes once a week towards emissions. And there's, there's farms that are listed. How much emissions do you want to go to the spirit phantom farm? Basically, what are you farming? And if you want the most emissions to go there, you would cast your votes in that direction, right? That's essentially the way that that would work. So what this does is anyone that wants a, an incentivized farm on spirit, or in the case of Liquid Driver, who has accumulated 25% of the, the total circulating in spirit, he wants to direct emissions to his LQDR FTM oh. or any of the pools that are incentivizing his XLQDR holders, which he's farming their LPs on. So this is what's happening there. Beats is trying to implement this, but they're doing it in more of a snapshot, right? So it's if you hold F Beats, you can you have voting power, just the same way that Spooky does their snapshot voting and pretty much everyone else. But this is a good segue into something I want to mention, which is that yesterday Olympus Dow publicly announced a $1 million buy of Spirit that they locked as in Spirit, right? So they have a very big treasury, uh, $700 million, $800 million. I don't know how big it is. It's cool. Uh, but it yeah, was a that's, nice... That's, yeah. That's Almost like there. why it uh, is uh, a thing. Now Olympus is trying to incentivize Guillaume on Phantom by buying a bunch mm. of spirits. So exactly, Beethoven's wow. trying to kind of promote the same enterprise-level purchases, so that people with like really the big matters. budgets will uh, just get on their platform. Uh, it's just, do you want us to make a Master Chef pool for you? If you do own a bunch of our token and vote for it, you know, is kind of the uh. deal. It's like, Thank you. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> now, there are wrapped versions of this, though, like Lin Spirit and Jin Spirit. And what those do is when you when you trade one spirit into its corresponding – I'm sorry, uh, Double Sharp. I'm cutting your head off. Uh, when you trade it into one of those, it goes to a contract that, that locks it and relocks it every week in perpetuity. So anytime one of those is minted, it's completely off the market. So they've essentially mm -hmm. taken – probably 30, maybe close to 40 million spirit completely off the market now uh, through the locking, those locking mechanisms, right? Which is fairly, yeah. fairly decent. Justin, please don't cut yourself with the weapons. Somebody said over here in the comments. All right, let's, let's. let's <laughs> my enemy. Uh, I'm sorry. Basically, at the end of the day, what matters is with all these gauges and stuff is people can kind of redirect the rewards. Mm -hmm to maybe their own project, their own protocol. That's why people want to buy it, and that's why you'll see the big million-dollar buys from enterprises or kind of protocols that kind of just want to redirect the money to them. So that's it. That's that's probably the Do any of these protocols thing. have, like, because the way we have it for SoulSwap is that, like, we don't just have one token that has governance. Uh, all of our tokens and some of our LP tokens have governance. Is that, like, unique to us, or are other people, like, not doing that? Or No, everybody does that. That's, that's what I was true. thinking. So, that's I mean, that's, I, that's what I yeah, most people because like of the Spooky emits and that's what gives you the governance votes. No, Spooky uh, gives you governance for LP tokens and XBoo as well. Well, okay. okay, if your Boo is locked up, I get what you're saying there. Um, yeah. But for Spirit, 
they don't do that. Uh, you only get it for in spirit for beats. Yeah, they have a smart wow. contract contract system. Yeah, for, for, for me, we have a, we have what's called Aura, and Aura takes into consideration like how much sands you have, how much soul you have, how much um, soul phantom you have, how much soul USDC, soul uh, fan, uh, sorry, uh, sands phantom, sands USDC, uh, and it takes all those things into account, and including also what you have farming uh, with those LP tokens as well. Um, I like that. I think it's a really yeah. good way of doing it. Yeah, just I because I don't, like I want to like incentivize people to still provide liquidity because like, that's kind of like what we need in order to be operable as a dex. And I feel like whenever we start to move away from finding ways to like um, incentivize like liquidity and just like incentivize like like kind of like locking our token up, um, it doesn't really do as like give us as much actual value. Um, I get that like in, in terms of, like pumping it, but like we also don't have unlimited supply, so we have to be like careful about like what we're doing with our supply because we have a cap of two hundred and fifty million. Um, and like, you know, we're going to reach that at some point and we can't even want to have like 50% of our supply, like locked up or like gone or stuck somewhere and forgotten about and abandoned. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Justin, dude, did you cut the donut with the sword? I'm oh, so God. excited for what's happening on your, your camera right now. Justin. Dude, my freaking, I, the, the, the frosting show. fell off my donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, are you looking uh, for it so you can eat it? Uh, or? Um, no, it's, it's like <laughs> the best thing that's ever been said on this show. The frosting. You're so sad, and I I feel sad on your behalf, man. It's like my my eight year old dropped his ice cream cone in the ice cream shop. You know, like, dude, that's. Aww. I'm sorry, Beavis. All right, let's that's keep this show moving, just for the sake of whatever. So market.xyz uh, started allowing Expo as collateral, which as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, are they the first ones to allow Expo as collateral as of right now? They Does anyone are. know? Are they? They are indeed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't with you. Yeah, just... and if you recall, uh, I mean, X tokens are really hard to collateralize uh, properly. Um, I mean, I'm sure they, like, why market XYZ is cool is because, like, you can kind of create encapsul encapsulated lending markets to kind of mitigate risk. Um, it's fused pools on Ethereum, if you're familiar, from Rari uh, Capital, um, except it's like licensed to them. Um, like the problem I have with all the stuff happening on Market XYZ is it's like they're advertising strategies and things like that, but there's no liquidity, you know? So it's like, Hey, you can do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, but the liquidity the liquidity pool is being bootstrapped with like a few hundred thousand yeah. dollars, a million dollars. So it's like none of this is none of this is like reality. Mm -hmm. um, and you know the tech really isn't at a point where it can drive a bunch of liquidity. There aren't like emissions. There aren't like whales behind it to do so. Like you have Tetranode uh, doing Rari Capital's uh, fuse pools on Ethereum. With hundreds of thousands of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars of ohm and stuff, um, so it is like it, it. It seems almost to me like a stunt. Like they're collateralizing all these kind of boutique long tail assets, um, but you know, within one second, all the collateral uh, or all of the uh, mm -hmm. the tokens are gone, um, and it's just like it's like good tech. It's just. Uh, they, I wish they'd take their time and actually create a lending pool that's, uh, you know, robust enough to support 
like plugging into with strategies or or working with as uh, a developer or something like that? How long have been around? To you two? I have um, no idea. Not that long. A few months. Yeah. Or probably less than a few months, to be honest. But yeah, they, uh, they basically licensed. Um, I, I think it's open source code anyway, knowing the Rari team. But basically, Fuse pools, which are like user-created lending markets in the same way users can create liquidity pools on uh, Uniswap, you know. Um, it's like lending pools as a service. And, uh, yeah. I actually was going to ask uh, Double and Beavis a question. Um, from what I understand with these X tokens, you can only use them as collateral. You can't borrow against them or else you're, you're at risk. I don't know if it was Compound or Cream, but that recent hack happened where they used those those X tokens where people were borrowing them and then they kind of attacked that way or um, confirm this? So uh, X Sushi on Ave um, would have caused like a catastrophic collapse, multi-billion dollar collapse of the system. Yeah. Luckily, Ave is upgradable, so they caught it uh, or a white hat caught it first. Um, and then uh, they patched it. Um, but it is like... Vault assets are just complicated to uh, collateralize because you can just send tokens to the contract and affect uh, the price per share um, of uh, sushi or whatever really, really easily. Um, so, you know, if oracles can't keep up or um, whatever, uh, it could be kind of complicated. Like, um, that's how Cream got hacked with the yeah. uh, YVUSD. Um, just because, like, it, it's creating like large networks of of dependency risk um, that it are even taken says it in the contract. <laughs> yeah, but there's a risk <laughs> if you look at it. Uh, the the this uh, X sushi contract that all these are yeah. working. It says it in there. It's like, uh, by the way, yeah. warning. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very like uh, you know complicated mess. Uh, so yeah, I I don't. There's just a lot of demand for like accepting bad collateral in a lending pool and that's kind of fuse makes it lower risk to do so um i personally think like um my the my stuff makes more sense to me like with beefy um you know again there are liquidity problems um but uh and and again there are the there's the inherent risk of having a, a derivative um with like a permissionless contract uh as like collateral but um it is like, it does facilitate cool strategies. I'm just bitter that there's not that much liquidity and I am not paying attention to my computer enough to take it. <laughs> well, Expo has what, 76, $77 million, no give go. or take, locked up in, in Expo, which is not like, it's not a life-changing amount, but there's some probably some people that would like to unlock that liquidity and move it around the ecosystem, you know? So, all right, speaking be of major. spooky... Speaking of spooky, they crossed. Now I think they dropped back down to like 1.35, uh, but 1.5 billion in TVL they hit this week, which is huge. And in volume, in trading volume this week, they did 2.24 billion dollars in trading volume, which is, I don't know, I think that's huge, man. And and anyone like that's staking, like all, number three, there's yeah. something like that. Wow. It was there was like Uniswap V3 and. Some, one other one, pancake and then, swap, yeah, and then spooky swap, it, and then sushi swap. No, sushi swap was below. It was, yeah, it was number four behind spooky, yeah. and then pancake swap was number two. 
Yeah, I think unbelievable, unbelievable. So I, the expo stakers are the ones that are winning big on this, and anyone and Bebus, right, being the the quintessential phantom stablecoin farmer, you're cleaning up in trading fees like nobody's business. I I'm was, making. I, an insane amount. At least it's five, ten dollars a day. You're definitely yeah. buying dinner when we get to Miami. Uh, <laughs> we can go to Chick Fil A or something. And uh, <laughs> but we no, can I go mean to those... McDonald's. McDonald's. Not even the, not even the name yeah. brand. McDonald's. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Only if Dusty comes along with us, because he's he's trying to shit talk you over here in the uh, in the comments, man. It's orange, so Dusty. You sick I, bastard. I contribute a lot of that to tomb, a lot of tomb volume going on. I contribute a lot of that to you know market sentiment, right? When when BTC shits the bed, people are selling, gas prices go crazy, and there's a whole lot of you know. But it's kind of like playing both sides of the market. Like if you if you are bullish on Boo x boost stake that shit because when the market tanks if you're not you know if you're not like looking to sell you're going to make some you're going to make a decent a decent apr off of that yeah and like uh also like with again kind of going back to these like weirder sort of derivatives with the xboo and the yv tokens and whatever literally uh like on beethoven you can make like an xboo 20 percent boo 80% pool or an X boo 20% boo 60% phantom 20% pool and generate interest that way just off trading fees um, without having to have like crazy deep liquidity. Um, and it's like, uh, there are ways to get interest on these assets. Um, if you're, you're creative, uh, use Beethoven, use spooky swap or use uh, Uniswap because bots will literally just are your liquidity pool nonstop. Um, and, and generate fees for you. Uh, so, you know, the deeper liquidity, of course, uh, the more trading you'll have and the more intelligently designed your strategy is, uh, the more fees. But um, definitely, like, put your assets to work uh, within the ecosystem. Another quick Beethoven chill, but um, that is, like, literally why Balancer exists, um, is, is to generate, like, super, super scalable interest on uh, any asset. Um, so... Definitely put your stuff to work, and the more liquidity we have in the ecosystem, the more Phantom can grow. Um, and what do y'all you know, think? What do y'all think is like the safest like strategy? Just for let's say like you have a treasury that has like a few million, and you want to like just have like a sort of safe strategy to just invest. You have a few million, you. Jesus. And I'm saying theoretically. <laughs> Safe? Um, I mean, that word safe is really like a... Safe, I, don't, I don't mean like like as in Beethoven. Like, with, I trust the team and everything. I'm just saying like safe as in like uh, you can expect to have a positive return. It's not necessarily contingent on like a token increasing in price or anything like that. And, yeah. Uh, stable staking. I don't know any other way of really stable doing staking. that, you know? Do you, do, are but you where? all in stable like, coins? Uh, no. Uh, so I, I would like we all of our treasury uh, is in either Spooky Swap or Beethoven X. Um, with Su Spooky Swap, we're in USDC FTM, um, and that's just so like we want to expose ourselves to FTM because we believe in it and we have a direct influence over its growth. Um, uh, but it's too risky to carry as like a treasury or a reserve asset, you know? Um, so USDC FTM makes like a really, really great hedge because it automatically balances, um, and it buys the dips and sells the rips for you. If you know what I mean? Um, 
So that's a really good one. And then the rest of our stuff is on Beethoven in like all sorts of assets, uh, just kind of farming in Reaper. Uh, so we basically uh, put our like revenue in Reaper and then we put it, move it to our treasury um, or our like multi-sig um, and we just let it generate interest. And on Beethoven, they have stable swap um, pools. Uh, so like they get a lot of arbitrage volume um, just even with their stable, stable pairs. Um, and again, you can like make any pool, like you can make a soul swap pool or similar. Um, like if you have a bunch of your token, literally put it to work in Beethoven. Um, you can take your entire treasury if you want, like all of the assets that like, you know, are sitting there or you don't have enough money to pair counter asset wise with it. You can put it in Beethoven at like a, a 90 10 ratio or similar and it's basically like single staking except you generate interest off trading fees um so if you've got a ton of soul like 90 percent like like stable and then like 10 percent like no 90 percent you want to do it the other way around seance so that you don't oh. need a million dollars to pair with it um and that's mm -hmm. like single staking your own asset except putting it to work and letting people trade and, and arbitrage that um, volume and then like on your soul swap exchange if you've got a big liquidity pool on beethoven with like your treasury assets arbitragers will trade between the two and that will drum up exchange volume um, on soul swap and it'll also gain you market exposure and of course you can work with the beethoven team or similar um, to get going but beethoven is like the treasury platform like it's it's kind of hard for users to understand but um like I remember like back when I was getting started, like Pickle was using ba uh, Balancer uh, for their treasury. They were just creating pools. Um, and like a lot of people just use Balancer for their treasury because it gives you like an insane amount of flexibility. So definitely something to think about. If, you're, if your treasury assets aren't working in the ecosystem and aren't, you know, providing TVL and liquidity to Phantom, um, you need to think about doing that. Um, yeah, and I want to do that just like in a responsible way. Cause like I'm, I'm thinking of doing that with Luxor and I, I just don't want to do that with like other people, yeah. like, you know, the, the treasury funds and, and do so like recklessly. Cause like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I'm the best investor in the world. I, I'm a very, like, I don't spend a lot of money except for like on my mini monitors, you know, yeah. just hedge. Yeah. Just hedge with Beethoven. That's, that's like, literally we just have yeah. like complex hedge hedging strategies, uh, for our treasury. Um, and, uh, you, all you're doing is do generating interest and like, rebalancing. What? Do I need like their permission or like, how do no, I... no, it's, it's no. totally permissionless. You Create just pop on there, make want. a pool. I would reach out to them anyway. They they'll help cool you get started. Yeah, they're awesome. Like literally, like I've I've oh, had nice. lunch with their team. Like they're officially like balance. They work with Balancer. Um, Balancer has vetted their contracts. They're getting a freaking trail of bits audit just to make people comfortable, even though they know all their code is like on point. Um, they're like a legit legit team, and they're not here to like compete with other exchanges. Um, it's they like want to be friendly. I we are so lucky to have them on Phantom. It, it blows my mind all the time. I like I like bow down to them. I'm like please, please keep developing. Um, they're doing stuff that like Balancer has always wanted to do. Uh, Solar Curve left the Balancer team on Ethereum to join. Uh, I don't know if he left the Balancer team, but he's, he's still on, on the multi-sig as far as I the know. Beethoven team now. Yeah, he's been a long time Balancer guy, but um, he's on the Beethoven team now, and it's just like it, it is my favorite protocol and i like 
every month when I sit down to do like our treasury stuff, um, I, I do everything through their UI and then I complain to them whenever anything isn't perfect. Uh, it's funny. I'm like a Karen or whatever, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really dope team. And um, I would get into their discord and talk to Jeffrey um, and, and see what you can do about setting up a good treasury scheme um, because they have literally like six guys that talk nonstop all day about how to like set up their liquidity so that their routing is better than anywhere else. And they have like 10% or less of the liquidity that Spooky Swap has, but their trades still execute at a better rate. Um, and I've been using, sorry, I'm on like a long tangent here. I've been using freaking Firebird Finance lately, Austin. I love it. I don't know what. Best thing ever. <laughs> Dude, they they literally will swap for any stable coin and then take it to the synapse bridge and swap it on the synapse bridge and i think that's like practically feeless and like i'm saving like so much money using firebird and I they use literally Beethoven trade nowhere else only yeah firebird. it's 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 like a no-brainer because like you know when you're when you're making like big treasury level uh yeah. trades um, and you're trying to liquidate lots of assets or, or move into a certain position. Um, the routing there is great. So also buns, I would, you know, talk to uh, Firebird Finance. You you might be a little small uh, as of yet, but we're on uh, there. once you start kind of yeah, actually, I think you guys are routed on there. Yeah, I think there, they're already yeah. on there, dude. Oh, dope. okay. I just use a lot. I haven't seen uh, you pop up yet, but um, how dare yeah, you, Beavis? So offensive. Hey, speaking of offensive, uh, I, I need to move into the next topic. And um, <laughs> the Bogdanovs oh, yeah. have died. And oh, does yeah. anyone know the Bogdanov history? I don't know the history, except they look like they're just plastic surgery aliens. But like they were very well loved uh, as yeah. far as... Does anyone actually have the history of them? I should have Googled it before the show. They're just weird, wacky, disgusting guys. And it they, was like, so there's cool. this star system. Oh, they, were, they were like Ben models or something. Like, they were models? Yeah. Obviously. How'd they get so rich? Just crypto? Modeling? No. <laughs> They're just so they, hot. Uh, they, they were became... like, I, I don't actually know much of their history, but I know that they were like famous models. And wow. Then they became famous crypto people and then famous memes. <laughs> But why the face shit? Why'd they have all that? Yo, they're actually uh, smart guys. They both have PhDs. And they like do, they present a lot of like physics papers and yeah, there's some smart guys. Smart autistic guys like get body dysmorphia a lot, I've found. That's why like a lot of like the most extreme bodybuilders are like gym bros or like there is the man with the highest <gasps> iq in the world <laughs> uh the man with the highest iq in the world used to think that women thought scars were attractive so he would uh use razor blades on his anus um in order to uh create scars because he thought women coming. would like him more um so like autistic people like they do weird stuff to their bodies just because like uh body dysmorphia or whatnot so um, i have questions um and, and and the questions i have he would cut his anus sorry i'm eating mm -hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm eating this thing called a whenever bar and it's the greatest thing in the world dude you're a you're an alt you're like a, a health you can eat it whenever chill. no no it's just chocolate I chip too, bro. i used to make eat. my own health potions 
Bro, if I I will literally ten minutes afterwards go like that, and it, that's it. My whole day is ruined. I can't eat donuts, man. Did, did I eat like a dozen he... donuts at a time? <laughs> Talked about noticed. cutting anuses and immediately unsheathed the sword. Like, somebody, somebody just told me that the uh, the side chat is broken on Phantom. I don't under. I, that's got to be a YouTube issue. I don't know. I've if seen you guys it. Can't, if you guys can't chat right now, I don't. Oh, it hasn't updated. It hasn't. Oh, updated. hold on. Let me. All right. Oh, yeah, it hasn't updated at all. Yeah, I can't. Glamour, dude. What's the heck? Like, that's like oh, what's here, the most me, fun about this show is getting close my talk. thingy and view the comments. Yeah. Crypto oh, AS. it's been 10 minutes, dude. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Somebody broke I, it. I, I just seen the comments. Of, they they definitely, definitely didn't ignore what you said earlier. <laughs> they didn't ignore what I said? I think they talked about bogging off too. Sorry, guys. All right, all right. Sorry. Well, yeah. unfortunately, that's going to be a restream issue, uh, which is the software that we use, Google. and I have absolutely no way of fixing that. I'll hop on but, YouTube. But one thing I do want to talk about real quick. So, BTC dominance. Um, let me check what it's at right now oh. because this is—I don't care what anyone says. This is an important metric uh, that people. All right, so BTC dominance is at thirty-nine point six eight which uh, is going to be the lowest point that it's been at since 2018. Now, I see a lot of people get confused over this metric, and all it means is what percentage of the total market cap does Bitcoin make up? The lower BTC dominance goes, the more money is flowing to alts, generally less money flowing to Bitcoin, right? This is a really good metric. If we actually break through this, uh, I would say 35% level, Shit's going to get kind of bonkers on the altcoin scene. Now, I mean, Phantom's actually breaking uh, its Bitcoin all-time high right now, uh, like on the show. It's happening. 67.84, about to bust right through it. So I don't know. We might be we might be in store for like a very, very crazy alt season. We might be in store for Bitcoin taking a huge shit and uh, alts like Phantom just going bonkers. I don't know. I don't know. We have 170 people watching. Man, I really wish we had like freaking comments right now. I'm sorry. On behalf of Restream, I'm pulling up the comments, dude. I'm pulling up the comments. Comments oh. are good. They're they're very very funny. Sidebar, God, bro. Damn it. Dev, do I can't. I can't believe we missed the cutting his anus comments. Like that was the gotta be the best comments of the day. I'm so sorry, guys. Dude, I'm, I'm so, so bad at using the computer. It's freaking mind blowing. Oh look, here we are. How do I open it? Dude, I don't know. All right, you're so bad. I I'm I am one of the most prominent developers on Phantom, but computers just really throw me for a loop. Dude, All right, I develop on a virtual machine. Okay, I wasn't trained in the art of Windows. You are a virtual machine, bro. All right, let's keep this going. We got some some more topics here I want to get to, and then we have like a new segment that I want to touch on later. So Spiritual is moving to a DAO. Now this was this has been in the works for a long time. You know, RugDoc gave them a whole lot of shit because of some of the control they had over their contracts and things like that. And I know they got like a very Rolling strong. What's that? Rolling my eyes aggressively at the Rug Doctor. Oh yeah, we Dude, don't. The Rug Doctor is like he he, most... he shit on Bebus. He shit on Spirit. He did he shit on you guys, Buns? Oh yeah, he's like, oh, uh, my greater function. I'm like, okay, welcome. To, like now, like everybody has this. 
That's is his biggest like concern. He's like, you need to have a time like time like yeah, because it's just it's a it's the work of Master Chef. It's one of the derivatives of Master Chef. So yeah, it has it. And then and then he's like, uh, well, you have to have a, a time lock. So then I go and and waste my time to make this t- time lock to appease these people. And then yeah, they're like, not, well, technically, them. your time lock is gonna you could do this very convoluted thing to like work around it and have your like yeah, that's in that's in place. All the stuff that you just said, great job. Great, glad that you pointed that out. But that's in the case of I need to do that. Like there are many reasons why I may need to do that and and like find ways to resolve like if one of the contracts are compromised to be able to counterbalance those sort of uh, issues. So like I'm not gonna like just give away any like security control that we could have because someone's anxiety. I'm sorry, just not gonna do it. They're like, like pay to play type guys from yeah. ESC. Yeah, and then there's exactly. advertisements right below it that said, oh, they have a six hour time lock, just like the like just like we do. And then they're like, yeah. oh, this is, this is a trustworthy team. This is the paid out. Unless they're bag holders, they will not review you favor- favorably. Well, and then yeah. if you want them to review you later, it'll cost you 20 grand or some shit like that. Like, okay, we've made a few changes. All right, now pay us and we'll come back and do a review. They were. It's it, like pretending to be yeah. a security engineer for your weird marketing company to sell <sighs> mugs and like get early access to tokens from BSC projects because I guess like. That's how they do stuff there, but yeah, but it is like, a terrible attorney, and is also a terrible developer, or whatever the hell he wants to call himself. Get them buns, get them. Like, they're not. A, it's not a real like. They like proclaim that it's not a real audit or whatever, but then try and be an authority. Really presumptuous about a lot of things, especially after the fact when like they didn't notice something either. Um, yeah. And then it just upsets me. It's annoying. <laughs> They, they, it's, it's mean. They're it jerks. Like, they, yeah, they thing, like the only way for something to get a good review is for it to be permissionless and a copy of something else. I think so. If you do want to have some control over it, like that, almost always comes across as high risk. I think. And then, yeah. if you make any changes, as far as I can tell, they don't actually look at any changes. They just diff diff contracts or something. And, yeah. Um, yeah, because they like, looked at our changes and just got worse. <laughs> well, but that's, I mean, so I like, I remember I was going to say this at the beginning. Like, I looked at some of the soul swap contracts and, um, and like documentation. And like, that was something I was impressed with early on is like, I could tell that like you actually didn't just copy it and that it was like written by people on the team. But then I was, I think I remember at the same time, I was like, oh, like, this is definitely. You know, it's like all, it seems like there's like custom things where people like took care to like touch all of this stuff, but then you know, rug doctor doesn't roll really that had different hierarchies. Things, so yeah. that doesn't that's like going to be super hard to get any sort of like green flag or whatever if you have. I don't want a green flag. I want a green flag. You pay them, <laughs> give them a token allocation. That's how you get a green flag. It's, I went in their I went in their Discord or their Telegram rather, and like their community sexually harassed me. Dude, I was in so there like, that day when you were doing it. Dude, that was the the wow. most strange experience I've literally ever what the had. Hell? On it was really uh, bad in crypto. It was like I was trying to like explain to them why like a lot of their assumptions were incorrect and like point out some objectively wrong things they said because they obviously didn't read our code um and uh they corrected some things which was nice um but i think they only corrected them because i was getting sexually harassed in there um but it it was like a really really like otherworldly experience that is like only on bsc you know bsc is literally the shittiest blockchain like ever I don't know how people use it. It's like their node operators like 
started like raising a stink because the the uh, maintenance was so bad that they feared the blockchain would like shut down um, or, or it would stop validating blocks properly. Um, it's wow. like, you know, I, I mean, it's just Binance, you know, it's just Binance. So people are going to be on there. But if you're a BSC guy and you happen to be watching this, which I think is unlikely, move your money to Phantom, you little sicko. All right. <laughs> I have a sword. Get your money on Phantom. Or fear my blade. Fear my blade. All right, so let's get to, let's get to the topic here. Rug Doc sucks. Um, fuck yes. Rug Doc. Let's keep going. Uh, so Spiritual moving to a DAO. Why is this important? They got some, you know. So like I, before the very like first AMA I did with the Spirit guys, they were we're worried about you know being completely doxxed publicly, and they were getting heavy heavy legal guidance on how. You know, hopefully this is all stuff I could say. I'm sure it is. But part of part of what they needed to do is they needed to move to a true DAO structure, which hopefully down the road will be like on-chain voting completely hands off. But as of right now, they're doing snapshot votes for for in spirit. Um, first vote is for a multi-sig, which from what I I should have read. They don't I mean, have, have multi-sig? Um, up, they did up until this point, but I think it was all team members, and so they're moving to a like community. Uh, uh, away, homie. Chat's working mm. again. Is it? No shit. Oh yeah. Let's but I, I do back. also want to say, I'm, you guys missed a comment, and it might not show it. They yeah. asked if is that why you bought the sword after your experience in the rug doc Discord. That's, that's, that's like a line. I, I thought about <laughs> buying a sword, but I knew violence wasn't the answer. I got this oh. for my birthday from my girlfriend. Oh, that's a seat. <laughs> All right. Let's keep hey, there we go. We got comments back. Thank God. That was Dude, really I love the it comment. was it was touch and go there for a minute, wasn't it? All right. Dude, so look at um, Fluffy Tail, the absolute legend and god. Uh, they so, found me. This he tried to hire happened. a prostitute to clean his house. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? So Phantom like a horrible uh, job. <laughs> We just happened to this just happened to like be in the co- in in the topic list and it's happening right now. Phantom is currently in in uh, price discovery versus BTC. So this is a really important metric. If you know if we make the assumption uh, that gaining uh, versus BTC is what we want to do, I, I think there's a there's a, a newbie type of default to only look at the USD price. However, if Phantom is not gaining versus BTC, you might as well have just been holding Bitcoin. There's really no more to that, right? But I think it's also a really good metric in how the market is pricing uh, the token or the coin in and of itself. Do you guys have any opinions on this? Uh, what do you think about this? We're, we're currently mooning. There's a moon. There's the concept of like outperform assets that that like guy somehow made a 206 tweet thread about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that dude like, got flamed, <laughs> dude. That was that was like, I mean, it was like a good thread objectively, but like write a blog post, homie. And I mean, yeah. he did get like probably way more visibility. Maybe he's just like a genius and he knew it would gain traction. But um, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like literally like Bitcoin is a dinosaur, and if your tech, if your tech can't outrace Bitcoin in the market cap game. Because like you think of tech crypto as tech is like market cap is directly correlated because, you know, you're creating these incentive structures that are literally designed to grow and become more decentralized and and, and generate demand. Um, and if you can't do that better than Bitcoin, then 
I don't know what to tell you. Um, you're doing something wrong. You need to like, you know, get developers excited about your platform or whatever. But um, I think people yeah. need to get more economists. I mean, the developers stuff is good. You can have great technology, but like if your technology ultimately isn't doing something that's conducive of growing TVL or of growing something that's actually like a metric that people are looking at, then you're kind of shortcutting yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, a, a blockchain <laughs> developer, I feel like, and maybe this is just my like a lot of armchair economists. You know, I said. Uh, it is, it, it is like you need to be like a multidisciplinary um, sort of person to to be successful, um, and uh, you need to like study, you know, game theory and uh, you know economics and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you have like if you're outsourcing your development to some guy who like learned golang six months ago and you know uh doesn't necessarily care about blockchain and doesn't care about like consensus and doesn't care that we solve the byzantine generals problem then maybe you know you have cardano no Car i'm sure like cardano has literally some of the best developers <laughs> in the world they just chose like the most ridiculous framework and language to write their blockchain in it's like Cardano's ridiculous. All that money. Think about what could have been done with all that money. Oh my that, god! Like, cool. That went into developing Cardano. It's like he just hired the flashiest team and is now wasting their time uh, on like a freaking ridiculous project. They so got annoying. COVID money too, apparently. Even though most of their people are like offshores and like have weren't affected by it or whatever, the government like of the United States gave a gave funds to Cardano. Oh my god! Stop. I don't right. have enough. I don't have enough antidepressants in the house. Oh, we got to keep this going, though. So one thing I happened, I just happened to notice this the other day because you know, urine's cool. Uh, that they implemented some strategies using Beethoven X, and uh, really the question that came to mind for you, Beavis, uh, because I know that I why audited I can... those strategies. Okay, so tell me what goes into that. Like, why is that? That's a nod to beethoven x is it not yeah did... yeah so um it's a strategy called the rebalancer uh strategy so the idea is um there's only so much like token based yield out there like the, you, you know you can only sell so much pickle you can only sell so much boo you can only sell so much you know curve token um and the emissions don't scale because it's a flat emission rate uh but they're increasing tvl uh, by an order of magnitude. So um, the emissions don't scale at all. Uh, so they were, and this is, it goes exactly back to what I was saying earlier. Like they need a way to just dump huge amounts of liquidity and reliably generate fees. So what this rebalancer contract does is it creates a balancer pool at a given uh, ratio for assets between um, two separate vaults. So there's like the rebalancer contract and then there's a coupler. So they have their single sided vaults and then they have this coupler um, that oh. unites the vaults um, and is able to execute strategies. Uh, and that's kind of uh, some of their newer tech. I know Yearn V3 is probably going to be coming eventually, which is going to be dope. But um, basically because uh, on Beethoven, you can create any pool, you can adjust the fees and Beethoven's front end will route through the pool with the uh, best rate. So it, the smart order router that Beethoven has on their front end will always route transactions through the best pool. So what your strategy does is it always makes sure the smart order router will route through them. 
um, the strategist is always watching and um, and updating. I'm sure there's just a bot doing it, but um, you can call the bot the strategist, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's like constantly updating the feed so that it gets all this trading volume. Um, and then it's generating fees on all that trading volume. And then, uh, you know, that those are fees that aren't like token based. It's not emission based. It's fee based. So literally, the deeper the liquidity, just the more arbitrage bots and flash loan arbitrages and things um, will trade into it, uh, especially during periods of volatility, which is when you can kind of raise the fee. So like... It, it can like support billions of TVL and that's kind of their, their quest. Like, can we achieve, you know, six to 10% APY if we have, you know, billions of TVL in a pool and balancer helps with that a lot. Um, and uh, again, it's just like creating super, super duper uh, scalable interest bearing positions using the power of an exchange like that. Um, and the more you all use balancer, the better the fees are. Um, and, uh, the more trading volume they have, like if you guys all get on there with all of your random assets and let them balance your pool for you, um, you'll just keep generating fees and, you know, creating, uh, you know, economy. And, um, it's just like, uh, the, the dopest tech ever. Um, and yeah, it, it's a liquidity sink. I like to call it, uh, for yearn is, is balancer, just an infinitely scalable means of generating fees via arbitrage. Um, and trading volume in general. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first for the urine uh, audit. Yeah, that was one of the first strategies we audited. And it was uh, really, really, really fun. That was that's probably one of my favorite strategies of theirs because it utilizes like all their best tech and it utilizes balancer, which I'm autistic about. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, freaking dope. Damn. All right. Moving on, a couple couple of things coming up for Double Sharp here. And then, Bebus, before we end this show, I want to hear about Reaper V2 and what you guys are doing at the Byte Mason cult and how can I join. Um, all right, so Anchor is introducing liquid staking, not just for Phantom, but for a ton of EVM-compatible chains. Um, had a call with uh, the Anchor team the other day going to be doing an AMA with them. But this is, you know, I mean, this is something that you were working on, Double Sharp. Am I correct in that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, this was the thing I was doing like six months ago, but I was thinking of it more, more in terms of validate. Well, I was, I was kind of thinking about this, but then a little bit different. I'm not actually 100% sure what Anchor's planning for Phantom. I was looking at their docs for um, like Ethereum and uh, Avalanche and some of the other chains. And the, the example they give is that on ETH too, if you if you state your your ETH, then you can't actually um, uh, get any of the rewards until they hit certain thresholds and um, you know all that sort of stuff. So by by issuing you a token that represents the staked assets, then you can uh, collect rewards on it. They they basically abstract the staking through their service so that you can have um, uh, they they call it reward bearing and reward earning tokens or, or they stake them differently. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, I think their plan is to be able to take any sort of staked asset and provide a liquid, um, a liquid abstraction token for it. So for new people watching, um, and correct me if I'm explaining this incorrectly, but we'll just, for the sake of this, assume anchor has their own 
validator node, which they probably are going to, uh, you would probably stake through their user interface in some way, shape, or form, deposit phantom tokens, which they would then put into their node, and they would return back to you an interest-bearing receipt token, which, if all goes according to plan, that could be used as collateral elsewhere. Am I correct? And this is what liquid staking right. would be? Or, yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, that's that's what it, that's what it seems like. Um, and then you can also, like, they, they can start issuing some of the, like, because they've, done it through their interface, they can start issuing rewards um, ahead of time. So like they, it's, it's sort of like a, a loan in a, in a way, like they know that you're eventually going to get, like to use the Ethereum or ETH2 example, they, they know that by locking this stuff up in their contracts that they are going to make it to these dates and like they can control some of the, the staking requirements so that because they know that they're like, hey, we'll take like if you stake through us, we'll take a cut of it and start paying you out ahead of time. So it's sort of like a loan mm. on your staking in that in that respect. But then you can also do other things with it. So like on Phantom, when you stake, your your Phantom is locked up, and you can mint SFTM, but there's a minting fee and liquidity issues and all that sort of stuff, which their tokens could also, you know, have similar liquidity um, type issues if no one provides it, but. It, it lets you take a staked asset, you get a receipt token. So if I want to unstake without, uh, you know, taking whatever penalty hit or whatever, I can just trade the receipt token to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and then they would eventually be able to unstake it. It depends on, there's like so many different variables of how this could end up getting set up though. Cause this does sort of go back into the NFT thing. Again, if you have uh, stakes that are for variable lengths of time, it makes sense to wrap them up in a, an NFT or something like that. You could even do multiple stakes wrapped up in an NFT because those are because they are non-fungible. Like they can have different end dates. Um, if it's just like one giant staking pool, you could have something like an ERC twenty that that does the same thing. But yeah, it's there's a lot of different different ways that you can do uh, do liquid staking. But it really it re it's basically just a receipt token for whatever staked asset, and then because it's going through a contract, they can apply logic on top of it to do their own emissions and, you know, whatever sort of. I mean, it sounds like, you know, I mean, there is a centralized nature to it uh, in that, you know, anchors kind of controlling it before it gets to the node itself. Right. I would, I would imagine that it's well, not a direct pass through. I mean, maybe it so is. I wrote, I don't, I wasn't going to like show the thing that I made because I haven't finished it yet, but like it doesn't, the the SFC on Phantom at least is all just a um, is a smart contract. So you could you can write a contract to interface with it so that the the actual funds are never in like Anchor's hands, for example, or my hands. They're just in a contract, and then it goes from that contract into the SFC for staking. Um, for some of this stuff, like if they are if they're staking a validator, then there's a, a centralized component to that because there's a a server somewhere that they're running that they have a, the keys to and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they could, you could also just be delegate, like delegated staking. So they could have a contract that's just, uh, I mean, delegators and delegations and validators are both done through the SFC on Phantom. Um, so <clears throat> same contract could interface with that and they could just be staking uh, to like the Phantom Foundation validator or um, one of Dev's validators or whatever. So correct me if I'm wrong, but like, and I don't, I'm surprised, maybe somebody's done this. I think Phantom Reward has tried to do this, but like, couldn't you incentivize your own 
validator being the one people staked on by like some form of token emission on the other end and you know just yep. some like weird crazy shit that this you all, know so this was all like i don't and this is just me talking about stuff that i was thinking about not i don't know what anchor is actually planning but but like the way that the staking works on a validator is there's a commission that goes to the validator operator so all of the delegated funds pay a 15 percent commission to the self-stake on on the validator if it's all um, if it's all run through a smart contract, then you could incentivize people to delegate to it by promising them some percentage of the the commission back. So just automatically um, making it a ten percent commission or a five percent or whatever, um, and just reduce the fees that way. You can. But the other thing with liquid staking that you can do is you know protect. So there's all sorts of ways where you lose funds in staking. Like if you um, break a lock, then all of your your rewards are slashed and half of the base reward or all of the bonus rewards, half the, the base rewards are slashed. But if, if it's a token that you know is eventually going to be worth whatever the underlying asset is, and there's a certain amount of time left on it, um, and somebody has been staking this thing for nine months and they need, they need the capital now, but uh, it's the lock's going to be over in 12 months. Maybe they're willing to split all of those bonus rewards with you to just stake it for three months. Uh, because otherwise those rewards are going to be totally gone. Mm-hmm. So you can start doing things like that with delegated stakes, um, dealing with locks. You can uh, you can bundle things. You can also just generally make them swappable um, if it's something that's like a giant pool with with just standard uh, staking rewards. You could also have it be a pool with like different amounts of, <laughs> of rewards coming out of it. And uh, and then just have it be balanced across lots of tokens based on on like how the, the overall state works. There's a lot Justin, of I mean, basically Justin, it's, you can do whatever you want. Mouth breathing, Justin. Your your mouth. Hold on, hold on, I'm starting to catch up. Beavis, your mouth breathing or not mouth breathing? Your nose breathing into the microphone. Like, am I really breathing? You sound like Darth Vader. I think it's kind of. Dude, I feel like, like I'm I'm not breathing at all. I know, but I think your microphone is angled in such a way that it just kind of like catches disgusting. it. It's I'm fine. Sorry. I mean, it reminds me, every time you guys say that, it reminds me of the guy who, like, uh, on Twitter told me I ruined the whole show because of my disgusting breathing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, People can be right can now. be brutal, man. Oh, dude. Oh, my, my mother-in-law just sent me um, a bunch of rocket emojis uh, to my text messages, which must mean Phantom is, is going up. So that's I know. good. She, she said something about that a while ago. Comments. Yeah. Amazing. Just Tron, guys. Wait, did we really? And what? Market cap? I, I think it's market cap. I don't know what they do uh-huh. top hundred. Well, you know, uh, Justin Sun is now ambassador to the United Nations or the World Health Organization or one of the Illuminati-run places for uh, the Nation of Grenada. Justin's- yeah, yeah, dude. That is wow. actually yeah, he just needs to implement it now, dude. <laughs> I was like, is this real life? Or is Ashton Kutcher gonna jump out here in a second? Like, what's going on? That is, a, <laughs> that is the most insecure <laughs> man, maybe of all time. Mm, well How? I don't know. How did he He's, do that? <laughs> I have no idea, but you make enough money, you could pretty much do whatever, and I'm pretty sure the dude yeah. made like billions so yeah, that's how they do he, bought, he bought BitTorrent and then minted a token and immediately made like 10 times as much money yeah he's crushing it 
Well, anyhow, so why not go be a diplomat and get diplomatic immunity now and just uh, cruise the world? I mean, that was actually that actually may have been the perfect play. Go do a bunch of questionable shit and get yourself diplomatic immunity, and now we're done, right? So dude, that's, next, that actually is pretty smart. He was probably had a lawyer, and he's like, "Dude, Justin, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. Your only option right now is to become a diplomat." And he was like, "All right, ah, I'll pay Grenada. They'll let me do that's it." Funny. And here he is, dude. You know. So there are a ton of new commits in the Phantom GitHub. And I know that you were looking at this yesterday, Double Sharp. Uh, can you give us like a quick rundown on what's going on? I know it's going to piss off Sheehan a little bit because they're doing some shit with FUSD and they've been just kind of blanked on them for a little bit there. But tell me well, what's going uh, on in the Phantom GitHub. I wrote it down somewhere, but now I don't totally remember. I was, I was just kind of like looking around. There's lots, there's a, uh, there was a new FUSD and FMENT contract that was deployed to testnet and updated in the um, the UI. So it, it points to a new contract address. So that was relatively soon. Oh yeah, I was looking at it because of Phantom Name Service. Um, somebody was asking if that's coming and there is a bunch of FNS stuff in the foundation repos to one of them had the last commit was like six days ago and says like getting ready for deployment or something like that. So I assume that means that there'll be some sort of phantom name service coming soon. Um, the, the go opera, which is sort of the, the core core code for phantom um, that has a bunch of updates to the geth, the embedded um, go Ethereum client was updated to a new version. It's got snap sync stuff added. Um, I think there was some like database access stuff changed, but I think that's mainly for the snap sync. I don't think it's actual FVM improvement kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it seems there's also a bunch of like RDN V2 uh, stuff that was committed. So it looks like there was a bunch of commits that were kind of started in December. And then there was a little bit of a break over the, uh, over the, <laughs> over the <media. laughs> and then um and then you know it was quiet for a minute and then now there's a bunch of commits again so there's okay. uh, seems like, like there's it. there's a bunch of stuff coming relatively soon would be my guess okay all right so uh to wrap this up i, I wanted to start doing like a new segment on here i was laying in bed it was like 11 o'clock at night and i leaned over to my wife and i said we should do like some some good feel good phantom stories at the end of the show. She's like, that's a great idea. Go do it. So I don't really know what we're going to call it. Clay came up with finally phantom, but eh, eh, I don't really want to do that. But what I do have, so we've been started taking testimonials from like members of the community that have been around phantom for a while. Like has your life changed as a result of, you know, owning Phantom or being in the Phantom ecosystem. And we just, we're having them write a couple of paragraphs. And uh, yeah, I know it totally does, Jay. I've never been known for my sexual prowess. Let me just put it that way, dude. Like that is not, that's not it. I, I'm not that. Okay. So uh, this is from um, a guy who goes by MC Memento Mori. And here's what he says. Uh, so I'd love to share my story about how Phantom changed my life and my family's. I've been a Phantom holder since 2020 at 0.012 cents. Okay, so 1.2 cents. Since Phantom has grown so rapidly, I was able to quit my job and work full-time for a nonprofit I'm founding. Uh, in fact, we both quit our jobs a little over a month, month ago to launch Lifting Our Stories, 
which is a nonprofit organization that seeks to empower the youth in San Bernardino County by exposing them to the transformational power of the outdoors and providing key mentorship. Uh, and liftingourstories.org is the dude's website. Being a first generation Mexican American and attending low income Title I schools for K through 12 showed me how critical it is that youth in my community have mentorship. Uh, if it wasn't for FTM, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be able to dive all in on this dream of empowering the community that raised me. We're using our own funds to fund our salary and get LOS off the ground because that is the promise we made to the community. All I can say is thank you, Phantom, for helping us keep our promise and giving us a chance to take a swing at building LOS for the youth in our community with all we've got. I'm happy to announce that LOS will be launching our first Adventure Leader program in February of 2022, thanks to Phantom. Pretty freaking cool. So we have got uh, we've we've got a few of these coming in, but check this guy out. Liftingourstories.org is his website. There's a lot of stories like this. Um, Phantom featured Clay. All right, we'll work on that. Everyone, that's Clay. We're gonna get Clay on the show. Clay's been doing some stuff in the background. He's actually been hopping on calls with me. And uh, Clay went to college with my brother Ben. They were they were FSU frat boys together so they did cake stands and uh had questionable morals for four years and and, and now clay's here so it's cool though i love it uh all right anything y'all want to say before we wrap this puppy up buns you were a wonderful guest i am so glad to have had you on i love that you Thank shared you. about not only soul swap but you showed us some weapons that you have in the house um just in case anyone had any you know thoughts you just slice them with your your crocodile dundee knife letter opener i'm um, in texas come at me <laughs> yeah, we don't mess around that's right i don't live in texas but i'm from texas so all right cool you stay ready. Uh, <laughs> all right everyone that is the end of the show thanks for tuning in my name is austin with ftm alerts with 24 dollars justin Beavis, double sharp and the lovely miss ox buns we'll catch y'all on the next live stream take care everyone Thank you. peace <laughs> Thank you.